Big thanks to our writer and girls pine out runner in Detroit, Danny, for joining us this Friday for the interview and the news segment. We appreciate hers filling in for Rob, Wendy, and Nick all being off. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, Zutuna Liquor over in Rochester Hills, just south of M59 on Rochester Road, North Center Brewing over on Center Street in Northville, as well as the downtown drinking district of Northville. And of course, PCI Brandcraft, that's at PCI Brandcraft on Facebook and Instagram. Go find us on all of our social medias. That's at Better on Draft on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find out everything that we were drinking tonight by going to our untapped and friending us, Bod Podcast, as well as you can listen to us live Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's Facebook.com forward slash Better on Draft, Twitch.tv forward slash Bod Podcast, or just Better on Draft.tv. We want you getting out there. Download the Michigan Brewery Map app for free on Android and iOS. Support your Michigan breweries, and we'll see you in the next one. And we are live. This is the news segment, Veteran Draft Podcast, August 6, 2021. Thank you so much for joining us. So, hi. Ken, did did we let Danny in on what she has to do for the news? Oh, yeah, since that's Rob's right. not here. She has to chug a beer for the news. A whole beer. Oh, I do? Yeah. You do? Oh, shit. Throw that cat, throw that cat to the left. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. So as always, when, when I say as always, I'm gonna play the music and then you just chug the beer. Are you ready? No. Okay, go. <laughs> as always, here is Robert with the beer news. No, no, can't do it. She went for it. It's okay. It you is... tried. That was good. I did okay. <laughs> It is segment two. Uh, I've got the Dragon's Milk White Barrel-Aged White Stout, which doesn't really exist. Um, And I also got the EMBC uh, Red House Collaboration Black Excellence, the barrel-aged version. So we're having fun tonight. So I don't want to say bad things, but maybe you should just skip that one. It didn't didn't hold up after a year in the barrels? That is pretty flat, and uh, I, I don't want to say anything bad. So skip that one. Pick another beer. Well, I already cracked it open. I have to drink it. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, it, I mean, it is what it is. I bought it, so I might as well drink <laughs> it. Um, uh, there uh, Again, we, we I, I know how we kind of shy away from saying beers that are we, we don't like, um, but it's okay not to like a beer, folks. It, is. it, it doesn't know. it it doesn't mean that the beer is bad. It doesn't mean that the brewery is bad. It means you don't like that beer. That's all that it means. Um that's one thing. It took me way too long drinking beer to, to finally realize that, um, which is shitty, too, because I would fucking drink Budweiser and Coors Light and Miller Light with the rest of them. So here I am judging other people for drinking, um, you know, beer. But this is the news segment. Um, I appreciate you all listening live. Again, you can listen live 7 p.m. Eastern. We usually start the news at about 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I did have the news up because we don't have Rob today. Uh, Rob is busy doing other things, which means I have full control over the news, so you know it's not going to be good. Uh, With that in mind, the first article I want to talk about, and we've touched on it a handful of times here on the show, but Brewbound did a – or excuse me, the Beer Institute – um, surveyed about 1,500 Americans, age 21 and up, and 75% said 
nutrition labels should be on alcoholic beverages, while 60% said they are more likely to purchase if the information is provided. Uh, paying to get your beers tested, as people know, is not a cheap feat. And with adjustments to the recipe yearly, should you go from smaller batches to larger batches, uh, it just doesn't seem too feasible, um, especially if you're trying to follow whatever the Food and Drug Administration requires for food labels. Um, so my first question to you guys, and we'll start with uh, Dan, uh, are you more inclined to buy or not buy an alcoholic product if there were caloric information on the, the label? Yeah, especially in 2021. Um, you know, as we've talked about before, I've managed to lose 60 pounds this year. And that's a big reason why is the damn beer I was drinking. Um, it does suck not to know what's in a beer you want to pick up. And I know it's really tough for some of these little breweries or little anything to get that information because it is a process to do that. It makes it very difficult. I don't know, especially I've drank a lot of seltzers this year because of that. But like these brewery seltzers, you know, if the information's not on there, I don't know if I'm walking into a seltzer that's like not healthy compared to like a Mick Ultra seltzer, a Corona seltzer, that sort of thing. So it really does make it difficult in order to buy some of those. That is a very valid point because I remember last year, I believe, I drank the honey um, seltzer from now, mind you, it's honey seltzer. So I should have realized it in the first place, but <laughs> witch's hat be well, um, had their, their seltzer. And I just, I drank it. And then I realized the calories and the sugar in it. And I'm like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose of me. The reason why I drink a lot of seltzer. What about you, Danny? I don't, I don't think it would change anything for me personally. I know I drink a lot of beer. I know that, um, it's something that does add to like weight gain and like overall health and lifespan. But my feeling is on beer, just drink it because you like it, not because of what's in it. I want to know the ingredients, not the numbers so much. I want to know where they came from. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. And what's in it, what the hops are, when it was canned, but I don't really need to know the calories. I, I don't think it would turn me off from a beer. It certainly doesn't turn me off from eating cheeseburgers every weekend. So, you know, no, I don't need it. For for me personally, I would like to see I, – I would make better decisions if I knew the caloric intake. And it's not – I wouldn't buy it as much as I wouldn't drink a second or a third one. Um, That's a good point. For yeah. for me, I can't tell you the amount of times where I, you know, and, and I guess um, there there's a handful of beer calorie counters online where you could type in the ABV. Is it a sweet or, you know, just a regular like a lager or something like that where there's not any additives and you can get a baseline calorie info from that. But for me, like for breweries, what I would love is if there was a general um a general rule, not necessarily FDA approved, um, but even TTB where it could say, hey, uh, this beer will have roughly and you give me 180 calories, 18 carbs, and that's it. Um, where it's one, it's not telling you how many it is. It's saying roughly um, and it's basing it off of like an online calculator where like there's a fucking QR code on the the seek the seal thing where I hit it and it takes me to the, the beer calculator of calories. 
Yeah. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, I, that's a good idea. Again, it wouldn't stop me from buying a beer. It would stop me from having a second or a third. It would be like, oh, shit, this beer, which, you know, this 16 ounce, um, you know, barrel aged beer from Black uh, Black Excellence from EMBC <laughs> is probably 400 to 450 calories. So now Easily. I like me knowing, oh, shit, I should have one and that's it. That's what I'm going to have for tonight because I'm planning my calories that way. But that's also me who uses chronometer daily and tracks all of his calories. I'd rather know what I'm getting into now as opposed to adding it up at the end um, because I will choose the very specific beers or seltzers or move to water or liquor earlier because – that's that's just for me. And I think because of the way that we are counting calories a lot more in 2021 and we're more health conscious in 2021, which we'll talk about in the next segment, um, I think that's something that uh, is necessary. But you brought up a good point of having the ingredients, which I think the ingredients would be yeah. really good to know. Um, but also what I want as a little bit more general across the board, um, I want easy to read codes on every beer knowing when that beer was brewed exactly when and exactly the date that it was canned well yeah that's what i meant i should say is the can yeah. can date not the brew date yeah. um like i i recall so i was talking to travis fritz owner of old nation um and i found a bottle of double dwarf over at a store locally and what was crazy was is that he said oh and he was like, do you see a – I was like, there's no code on there. And he's like, oh, well, we only started coding in 2017. Oh, so <laughs> off the top of the head, we know that beer is more than four years old. Um, that's the same for uh, the the beer that I have. I have an Axel Red still in my fridge, and that's a 16-ounce beer of a brewery that's been closed for over two years who stopped Crack brewing – that bad boy open 16, right now, Ty. They, they cr- stopped brewing 16-ounce cans four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go to that store again to see if they had the the other four packs that were still there, but somebody bought it, or I complained to the right people where it was take removed from the shelves. That's like finding brick red at that at that liquor store right by the original studio. It's like, well, you haven't existed for a couple of years, so yikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think nutrition info. Like, I don't need to know like your recipe, but I need. I would like to know if any additives you add on there more than hops, exactly. yeast, barley, whatever else. But we were talking about you know being healthy and health conscious. Um, and the the big spenders that is Constellation, uh, who purchased Ballast Point. Yeah, Ballast Point for a billion dollars. Um, they invested in hop water, H-O-P-W-T-R, I think is the, the logo on it. Um, and it pushes them to the forefront of the non-alcoholic options. Um, this is labeled as hop-infused water, so it's more on the lines of uh, Lagunitas Hoppy Refresher, or as you let's let's see if I turn this way. Nope, the the thing's still blocked. I've got I've got two boxes of hop tea right there. I got more on my shelf behind me. I love my hop tea. Um, so this isn't any NA beers. It's basically just hop-infused water, hop-infused tea. Um, as the Gates begin to open for NA alternatives that give you the taste of beer without the intoxication. Uh, This kind of brings up a question that we probably asked at the beginning of Better on Draft Days. And is, are we moving away from the dollars per ABV argument uh, that we've discussed before, where people 
buy alcohol or buy beer based on the ABV you're getting? And I'll start with Danny. Uh, I think we are. I think I think we are. I've never had the hop water or the hop tea. I have had the Lagunitas Hoppy Refresher. It's delicious. And I have had lots of NA beers, but I think we're moving more toward, um, for lack of a better word, sessionable lagers that are not so high ABV, but are big on taste and style and just delicious and across the board pleasers because brewers drink lagers. Like, isn't that like kind of the rule? You don't, you don't find them hanging out at beer festivals, drinking Imperial stouts because you can only have like one and a half and then you're done for the day. If you've got to be there for nine hours, you're going to drink a couple of way post Italian Pilsners. <laughs> but um, I think we are moving away from that because people want to have more than one or more than two. And it's just not as important the the the, the number is not as important anymore. I mean, what about you, Dan? Like you, you and I have definitely crushed some high ABV beers back in the day, especially in the older, uh, better on draft days where we're drinking 10 plus percent beers for two hours straight. Um, like what's, what's your, you know, adventure. Cause again, you said you were losing weight and you can't do that with 10% beers. You can though, because here I am drinking 8% beers and like 12% beers. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, just, hold on. Let's look at last week's Stoli and vodka, the week before Stoli and that's water. That's true. So I, I don't Stoli drink and as, water, the week before Stoli. Like. <laughs> that's true. So the difference is I'm not drinking two or three crawlers worth of 10 to 12% beer every night. But we actually talked about it last week. There is still that market for the high ABV, low dollar amount. So like those 40s, those 32 ounce cans, those those tall boys, that is still out there. I just don't think it's as prevalent anymore. Well, let's let's look because what's coming into the market right now is the RTDs. They're ready to drink cocktails. Those are starting to explode in the market and not to the, the level of seltzers, but way more than ciders and mead have ever done within the market itself, where people want a, uh, a canned cocktail of a Moscow Mule, of a Tequila Sunrise, of something that you know they would get at a bar, but they could have it from their house without having to invest in a fifth of tequila and a gallon of orange juice and making their yeah. own tequila. Like, you could just buy a six-pack of Tequila Sunrise. Um, do you think that that is changing the market to where people are still focusing on the ABV per dollar? Or do you think that that's just an offshoot of people moving away from your standard uh, uh, beverages because people want different options? I think that's a separate market from the beer, someone looking for like a high ABV to low dollar amount, because if I'm wanting a vodka soda, you usually don't think about ABV when you're getting vodka, you're getting bourbon, anything like that. You think about that with beer. It's like, Oh, I got this tall boy, but it's like 12%. You think about that, but you don't really think about that when it comes to spirits. So I think those are two completely separate markets. Maybe it's because the variance is so different. Uh, Danny, what do you drink spirits wise? Um, I do like a vodka soda. Um, I like a, a straight up margarita. I like a sidecar and an Aperol spritz. I'm very girly. I, I don't, (laughs) 
but I, I agree with Dan. Like, I think that's a totally separate market. People who are looking for canned cocktails are not drinking beer. You know, I, when I was on the train back from Chicago last weekend, I was listening to all these kids talk about their experience at Lollapalooza. And they were like, oh, you couldn't get a good cocktail. When you, when you had, say kids, you mean like 23-year-olds, right? I do. Okay. <laughs> just needed to make sure children yes on a train people like Ken on the train oh I couldn't get a good cocktail I had to settle for like wine I'm like it's 100 degrees out why are you drinking wine have a beer yeah talk to them about that these are different people and this is what they want they want that stuff I saw canned cocktails in England six years ago so this is not new it's new here but this, that's what they want. They want that. They want a canned cocktail that they can just bring to some crappy music festival. So our RTDs grew 50% between 2019 and 2020. So it, it is growing as much as it's only 3% of the spirits market. Um, I, I think it's going to grow a little bit more as people kind of not fade away from seltzers, but are looking for something a little more flavorful than like, a faint black cherry on a white claw or a faint watermelon on my white claw. Um, so I think, I think they're going to look for those kinds of things, but I, I think you guys discredit a little too much. The craft beer drinker who drinks non craft beer, because the BA came out uh, during their mid year and said that craft beer drinkers, 90% of them drink something that's not craft beer in the alcohol category. Whether oh, it's yeah. seltzer, wine, spirits, hard cider, um, what am I missing in there? There's a big one. Seltzer, like macro spirits. beer? Uh, imports, I think, was one of them. Um, but craft beer drinkers, one, aren't – first of all, they're not loyal to whatever craft brewery that they like because they want to try every single brewery in the world. Yeah. And especially if you want to try every single brewery in Michigan, mibeermap.com, download the app. It's free for you to use. There it is. Um, but I, I think the, the can of cocktails is going to be something that really, uh, takes over the market. But I think people, because those canned cocktails are only going to be for, you know, 5% ABV for, for the, the 12 ounces. So they're getting exactly what they want. So they're not necessarily worried about the ABV per dollar. But you're also like I, I think gone are the days where there was a majority of people like me who was drinking four locos like two to three a night and we were you actually drinking four locos? Oh, for sure, especially at the at uh, Nick's fraternity house. No, that makes sense. I could I, bring, was... I could pay four dollars and get a nice buzz the entire night. I'm there. I have never had one of those. Oh, I've had enough. Oh, you've you've for missed out us. for sure. <laughs> I I the craft beer drinkers drinking things that are not craft beer would that include like macro brews like national brews or is that out of is that a different? I I don't think that was in the the list of different um things because I think they were looking at alternatives that weren't. This is from the Brewers Association. Okay. Um, okay. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Uh, I was watching the video of the mid-year update here before the show started, but I think that 
like craft beer drinkers are open. I, I think that's why the NA category is becoming a lot bigger is because one, the craft beer drinkers are already more inclined to try it, especially because now the NA options aren't Heineken, NA, Labatt, NA, and yeah. O'Doul's. Yeah. And sharps. Don't forget sharps. I would, I would add that the craft beer drinkers are getting older too. You know, you don't. Like, you, do, so do you, do you not think that there's a subset of um, refilling craft beer drinkers on the back end as people as the younger crowd begins to get older? Look, I the Gen Z, the kids at Lollapalooza. I don't know. They were they really wanted those cocktails. I I went to a, I won't name it, but a craft brewery around here that I didn't particularly care for. I didn't see anybody drinking beer. They were drinking cocktails. It was bananas. I couldn't figure it out. So I I don't know. Now, now you have me thinking of what brewery. Like, do I need to bring up the, the Michigan Brewery Map app, which I can search for I, breweries that sell spirits right on this app? I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not important. But it's just, I don't know. I think a lot of, a lot of us are in our near... 40s i won't say who wait and, who's in their near 40s yeah i'm in my mid 30s thank you oh okay never mind um, um <laughs> Dan, dan's in his mid 50s <laughs> not uh, really okay. but <laughs> the, the end of the night you know you, you've got heartburn already and you want to have another beer no just give me a zero something let me have something to do with my hands that's it that's what you want, right? I, I yeah. Well, I think a lot of people, especially as we talk to like two roots, and we're gonna have a few more NA uh, beverage creators coming on as we get into sober October territory, uh, which we will not be sober in October as the Better on Draft Beer Festival is happening on uh, October 9th, and then the Michigan Brewers Guild Detroit Fall Festival is October 23rd. So sadly, uh, we will not be participating in dry, sober October. Um, that's what January is for. Well, that's well. There's dry January, dry <laughs> July. Uh, July? Yeah, dry. Yeah, no, July. no, no. No one does that one. No, no one does that one. Ten. Way too hot. Yeah. <laughs> I think this was a Canadian company that was telling me about Dry July. So well, the Canadians too... can do that. They they can do that all they want. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's wow. like Dry July second to thirty first because you don't want to you know you don't want to not party on Canada Day. But what about July fourth? You know you got to drink all the in Canada the tall boys in Ford. No, no. But I'm just talking in general. We're talking a Canadian company. That's why I brought up well, January first. Pay well, attention. The, the, the Canadians celebrate Fourth of July too. So do, so do everyone else because to. yeah. July thirty first is my birthday, and I will tell you, I was not dry <laughs> on that day. I don't remember much of it. So I think I think we're we're kind of in an agreement that blackout July blackout yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that uh, the the dollar per ABV argument is kind of you know slowly going away. People are uh, kind of just deciding what they want. And I think that's what we're kind of seeing too with the yeah. um, options of different drinks in the coolers that you see at every uh, you know stop. When you go to Whole Foods, you go to so- Kroger, you go to Speedway. What up, Dan? You know what actually piques my interest now is, you know, we're all mid-30s and up, everyone on this show. 
we we really need the opinion of like a 22 year old are they looking for non-alcoholic drinks or what's going on i wish we had the opinion of someone in that age range to find out what actually happens i don't know any 22 year olds um (laughs) sadly (laughs) sadly yeah, I wouldn't even know where to go. Be like, hey, 22-year-old, come here. Like, I have no idea where to even like, go to I, find I that. I think even 22-year-olds are too old for TikTok, too. So you might need, a, <laughs> you might need to find a different different app. Maybe they're on Snapchat. Like, maybe it's a – they're starting on Snapchat now. Um, that could be. Any of those words. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I watched enough TikTok myself, so I'm – I'm I'm okay with the admitting that because Explain it to grandma. <laughs> uh, it's it's a website where people make very short videos that are either funny or informative uh, or stupid or dancing. Um, got it. So yeah, it's it's there there's a there's a handful. Uh, my my girlfriend actually um, somebody shared something that they bought from her Etsy store on their TikTok, which had over a hundred thousand views. And uh, she wow. was freaking out because she was getting a shit ton of orders. Like, I don't know what to do because I'm just one person <laughs> making these handmade. <laughs> nice. Um, so finishing up real quick, because this is going to lead into what our episode is for next week. That is Friday, the 13th of August. Um, the Treasury Department seeks public comment on competition in the alcohol industry. Uh, The current Treasury and FTC are looking to examine in the industry threats to competition, barriers to entry, and regulation within the industry. Uh, As I mentioned, next week, that's going to be a main topic because we're bringing in Dr. Trey Malone, uh, who will be with us to understand the current economy in Michigan, along with Dr. Malone's theory on the impact COVID will have on the craft beer revolution. I didn't realize Dr. Dre's last name was Malone. That's kind of... Trey. Oh. Like what you hold your lunch in is a tray... Oh, oh, now I'm all disappointed. Wow. Okay. Hey, cool from Green Day. Uh, yeah. Oh, tra- tra- oh is that cool who it is? Green Day. Yeah, That's the it? the the drummer from Green Day. That's who's on next or is, week. Or is he the bassist? And uh, Mike Durant is the drummer. One of the two. I just completely derailed this. A little bit. So, Doctor Malone. <laughs> Not post Malone, Dr. Malone, in his piece, talks about allowing self-distribution to the consumers uh, directly or indirectly through third-party apps like uh, GoPuff. Um, There isn't much to add to this topic, uh, again, because we're talking about this before. We've talked about it. Uh, We've talked about this next week. We've talked about it before, but I still pondered the question. And this is going to be something to... Uh, you know, allow you guys to think a little bit. Um, why do we believe a lot of these laws still exist even in 2021? Why do these barriers still exist? Uh, Dan's shaking his head no. I feel like you have an answer. Why do they exist? No, I don't have an actual answer. It doesn't make sense why stupid like laws and rules like that do still exist. Like the, Think back to the no beer sales on Christmas Day. From, what was it from 9 p.m. Christmas Eve to whatever PM. seven, whatever it was Christmas Eve to the next day. Rules like that are stupid. They shouldn't really exist. It They're just ever a day when you need beer for need those Christmas Day. Yes. For those listening that might be out of the state of Michigan, um, there was a law about up until a decade ago. One Sundays, you could not buy beer from a store uh, until noon, noon on Sundays. And part two of that law that got changed was that 
from Christmas Eve, 7 p.m. until the day after Christmas, 7 a.m., alcohol sales were forbidden in the state of Michigan. That was only a decade ago. Was it even a decade ago at this point? I remember going to games on a Sunday, 1 p.m. start time. You couldn't get your pitcher of beer or anything until noon if you were like pregame. It was a bad rule and it was hurting businesses. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to look it up, but as uh, it might be a decade at this point, it was a while ago. Wow. Yeah, this was uh, it was signed in 2010, so I'm guessing maybe it didn't so take into effect 11 years, 2011. Yeah, so yeah, uh, or or as you may say in short form, a decade ago. All right, <laughs> terrible. But regardless, yeah, rules like that exist because of old laws and everyone, for whatever reason, it takes a lot of work to change anything old or any law in general. What do you think, Danny? I mean, it's the same reason why Oak Park was dry until six years ago. What what are we afraid of? Just progress? Like money? Yeah, Yeah, money. (laughs) being afraid of making money i don't understand it like why wouldn't you want something positive to come to your city and people to want to be there alcohol is why we have people <laughs> that's why <laughs> cities exist like i'm be- i believe that Ugh, i don't get it it just makes me frustrated i think and and i i tell you what i will be the i will die on not die on this sword but i will take the, the <laughs> sword for everyone um there, I think this is twofold. One, uh, if you're not going to fight against it, why change it? Um, so people probably there wasn't enough of a uh, vocal yeah. storm for people to even care. Uh, yeah. Because if you look at the changes of the laws that um, and I can't think of Pauline Wenzel, uh, we had her on the show last year um, and she had all the, this huge tie bar and the, the tie bar talked about all of the you know drinking in public like open intox or no that was that was the other guy that was michael weber out of rochester but like the easier delivery and distribution and all these laws that changed in alcohol didn't really matter until someone cared enough to make it matter and as much as we care enough to make it matter if it's not cared enough by the representatives that represent us in the state house and senate nothing's going to change um you know, we we talk about the the Sunday laws. You know, people have always complained about the Sunday laws, but until you have that representative that wants to take that extra step, nothing's going to change. Because Pauline Wenzel's law passed with like ninety eight percent approval. Like the the only people who didn't approve are like really super conservative religious people and like pro prohibition people. Like those are the only people, and they exist in, in twenty twenty one. Um. <laughs> For 2020 at that point (laughs) that that are against these um these laws so it's it's one of those where you you need that person and the guilds that work in this state do not do enough to help move those needles that's true um it has been reliant on individual breweries like embc to really push hard um, yeah. to get the get their local representatives behind them to push hard to then get to where we are. But 
it's it's legislation that just literally will not change until something happens and there will always be people fighting against it like the distribution numbers will be fought against by your powers and fabiano brothers and people who own that distribution channel and have money to own it um and I, I can't say all of them because obviously our friends at M4 and Oath would not fight against it. They were in support of the MBC. Um, but we know who they are. They know who they are. We know. Yeah, um, they so I think as 2021 continues, as COVID continues, we need to work on talking to our representatives um, and getting those local breweries is not as much as me going to talk to, you know, my local representative here in Ipsy, which um, I think one of them's like Debbie Dingle. I think um, I should know better. That's terrible on me. At least I voted this Tuesday. Um, That'd be your U S rep. Yeah. I, was, Debbie uh, Dingle. I said Debbie Dingle. I'm like, shit, that's John Dingle's old spot, which means it's a U.S. rep and not the <laughs> local rep. Um, but again, I, I think there is a lot that we can't push, but I would need and want Arbor Brewing or FCL House or Unity Vibration on my back to help me push it. But until you get it, 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 you know who it needs to be? It needs to be Austin Brothers up in Alpena and their local rep or Odd Side over on the west side of the state and their rep because me, Ken, podcaster and website owner uh is not enough um and no offense to ipsy alehouse or uh you know unity vibration they don't sell the numbers that these other breweries do that have the production that they do because they want these smaller brewers to really have the ability to distro they don't want they don't want barrel and beam to have to self distro um or sign a stupid lucrative contract with some major um distro that's what go go back and listen to our most recent episode with liberty street um and as much as i say recent this was two years ago and you talk about the shitty shit like situation that they were in because they needed to expand and in turn got into a terrible deal with powers and i think it's powers and in turn had to literally sign their entire life away to get out of that deal um those are the barriers we need to fix in our state. Um, and the biggest one is delivery mailing distribution. Like yeah. if I fucking want some, uh, we'll say 51st state brewing and I want it, I should be able to contact them and be like, Hey, can you crawler some shit and send it to me? I'll pay shipping yeah. because a lot of people will. And losing Tavor in the state, I think has hurt a lot of people, um, getting beers outside of the state as much as brewers can distro to Tavor in Michigan. So odd side can still go or Austin brothers. We can't get this. And I don't know. I'm, I'm spinning circles cause nothing's going to happen until <laughs> we do something as a whole. Yeah. Any final thoughts before I close it for the night? No, you hit it all. Like, honestly, I would love to have, you know, monkish here, but well, not even <laughs> like I would love to be able to order because if you could order Monkish at home and enough people yeah. order it, Monkish would be like, shit, we need to do yeah. a drop in Michigan. Yeah, because that's what Modern Times did. Modern Times realized, yeah. oh, wow, a lot of people in Michigan are buying it. You know, we're not going to distro year round, but we're going to do a drop once a year, once a half yeah. year. 
And that's it. Like you can, they can plan for that and that can get beer where it's not taking up shelf space for too long. They're selling it. We're getting it. Um, but it all starts with them knowing that we want it, but who, who knows that we want it unless they enter the territory in one form or another. And yeah, and that's Sorry. that's what Tavor was able to do, though. Tavor could easily, and I don't know if you get that information, but God forbid, like if you're Drecker, you know, previous guests on our show, and you see all these people from Michigan buying your beer, you should be like, shit, I should distro to Michigan. All right, I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> I've sat back down. That's going to do it. The news segment. Uh, stay tuned if you're listening live for uh, a quick version of King of the Hill. See if Danny can uh, win a crown and run away. Uh, oh, this will be an easy win. <laughs> well, it's easy for me because I'm amazing at this game. <laughs> but that's going to do it. The news segment, 8-6-2021. We will see you Friday the 13th live, 7 p.m. Eastern, better on draft. Uh, dot TV or Facebook.com forward slash better on draft. No matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Better on draft. Have a good night. Peace.